Hello and welcome to the Crazy Poultrying Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Gaio Loco, and with me, as usual, Mr. Nick Nickers Chicken. Hi, all. And still here once again, Mr. Damon the Gobbler Anderson. Hello. So, guys, uh, coming off of our epically long catch up, because we we're like, we need to talk about all these, we knew there was another big one coming out the next week, so we already went ahead and said that. We were going to cover that because, like Doctor Strange, <laughs> that was a big one to get to and to get out right away, and that was Thor: Love and Thunder. Kids, get the popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space bike, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. Would he come in shape? He went from dead bot to good bot. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, speak too soon. Jay? definitely been one of the biggest improvements as far as for me quality wise in the MCU I've really grown to like Chris Hemsworth as this character so it started from the serious more with Thor then we got the uh, let's just briefly say dark world because <laughs> that's where things are really kind of getting too boring and they're really trying to be too serious and then Thor Ragnarok happened with Taika Waititi. There was like, we're gonna strip Thor away from that seriousness and make him a dumbass. <laughs> and a kind of almost frat boy-ish, if you want to kind of go like that. But he's a lovable frat boy, if those exist. I don't know. <laughs> um, but Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorites of the MCU, so this had a lot to build. And Thor has actually gone through a lot since then. <laughs> yeah. His mom died, he had his father die, he had his brother die uh, three times, they said, technically. Uh, so where is he at? Uh, this is kind of him contemplating where does he want to go from here and how much of this superheroing does he want to continue. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Christian Bale's character, Gore, the God Butcher, as he's known, comes in and he's killing off some of the gods and being a real... Uh, <laughs> real headache for them uh, but then if it couldn't get more complicated he finds out Jane Foster's back as a Thor <laughs> it's like uh, he has these emotions now and he's got this giant dark you know villain now showing up it's just like how is he gonna balance this and will he make it out fine 
so right off the bat, I'm going to say I personally had a good time with this. Uh, I thought that it was very funny. Uh, I thought all the acting across the board especially was very good. And I thought that Christian Bale kind of stole it. And I kind of want to start off with that with you guys. Uh, what did you guys think of the acting here? Um, I'm kind of mixed about it. I, uh, at this point, I kind of think they've made Thor a joke. And, uh, with Ragnarok, it was a perfect blend between the two. I thought they, they blended the joke stuff and then the serious stuff perfectly fine. And I was like, well, I'm hoping they kind of do, they follow that same route in this one. But, um, I think without, honestly, gore, I think the film would have dropped drastically for me. I think he, by, he was by far the standout. And, uh, you know, I had a good time with certain parts of it, but it got out of hand a lot. Um, I actually kind of agree with Nick a little bit on this. Like, I, I the thing is, I actually like this better than Ragnarok. Um, but I definitely see, because, you know, I, I've mentioned before when we did our full cover of the MCU, um, I, I actually like the way Thor's comedy is in the first Thor movie. Like, I like how he's kind of... Like, the whole point of him being kind of funny is the fact that he's from this other world where, like, they talk in old speak and, you know, so that adds a lot of the comedy in is because he is, it's very awkward. Where, like, when he smashes the cup, that makes sense. Whereas this new one, yeah, like, they really went headfirst into the comedy. And, like, I think he's right. If Gore wasn't there to kind of bring that darkness, because, honestly, I would go ahead and throw this out there. Christian Bell is probably... One of my favorite MCU villains. He's probably my top five. Yeah, easily. Because he is so menacing and so just... You just feel the evil coming off of him. It's like, he's a real threat. Like, you actually feel his threat. And he's honestly sometimes sympathetic. No, like, you, you understand where he's yeah. coming from. And so, like, it, you, like that was, you know, that's why Loki was such a good villain. Is Yeah, he was threatening, but he was also kind of sympathetic in a lot of ways. And... Yeah, no, so he he was he's really stole the movie. And honestly, yeah, I, I agree with Nick on that part, too. I think the movie would have went down if gore wasn't such. But it, I, I think it brought in a nice little bit of balance in it because, yeah, it was a lot of... When, Thor, when it was Thor and his buddies, it was almost all comedy. Like, they were always, you know, besides there, there was a couple serious parts between especially him and Jane. Yeah. But when gore was there, like... You know, especially towards the end, it kind of nail on the head where it takes all the light out of the situation. It's just kind of depressing because, I mean, it's like almost sucking the life out of it. And so, yeah, like that's why I really liked it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just because I feel like there's so much actual other layers there. Like Thor is... Yeah, he's being goofy and dumb and stuff, but I feel like he is getting out some of that emotion and stuff to be serious without trying to be like that. Yeah. So that's just why I kind of gravitated to it more. And when the comedy is working, it works to me. So that's why I loved Thor Ragnarok, and that's why I was really liking this. And there was just other th people and gags that were just as funny as him. Like, I thought... Russell Crowe as Zeus. That was actually pretty Whenever funny. he came in, that just stole, and he was... Someone made the comparison. It's like his character from Gladiator actually died and then became Zeus. That's how it kind <laughs> of felt like, because he's like, 
not in shape. He's actually kind of fat. <laughs> he's talking actually like a Greek god, like was. Like, well, I, I laugh because his accent started, you know, when you... It, it kind of reminded me of when you kind of do the joke with the Jerry Leto thing from House of Gucci, where he's like, nobody understands. It was almost like that accent, and I was dying. Um, well, less Italian than actually more Greek. Yeah, so I, like, I kind of, you know... I. I did like Zeus. I think he was actually a pretty cool character. Yeah. And when they went to, like, the gods, like, it was kind of interesting to see, like, you know, how many they fit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, like, that's the thing with it is I didn't care for some of the comedy. Like, you know, I, I don't care if there's comedy because I like to laugh, too, you know. And especially the first few minutes of the movie was actually pretty solid when he was with the Guardians and stuff. Like, it brought in enough kind of comedy um, but it helped that the Guardians were there because the Guardians are kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, but when it got after that, like, you know, my, my issue is Thor is not, he's not dumb. Like, he's not a dumb character. Um, he's, you know, he's really actually super smart, but I feel like that's kind of the tone. And you kind of see a little bit with Ragnarok is uh, Tycho has kind of made him more, like you said, he's kind of, he kind of acts stupid, like a mm-hmm. dumbass. And... I think that's my only complaint. Like, I would love to see them kind of flip the switch and make him a little bit, you know. And I think maybe, you know, after this movie, he might mature because of what happens. Of what things happen, you know. You know, without getting into spoilers and stuff, like everything that does kind of progress in this movie, he might actually, you know, as opposed to like this, it kind of, because this was after Endgame and like after, you know, him becoming like Fat Thor and all yeah. that, like or Big Lebowski. Yeah. Thor. <laughs> so it was like, you know, you hit that moment, and I think this like maybe might mature him a little bit, where he might actually, you know, for the next movie, might be a more compelling character. Yeah. Uh, depends on if I guess Taika still is involved as director or not. But I mean, if Thor does do enough, they might keep Taika involved, and I mean, we'll see. I've, I'd like to still him still be involved just as Korg. I would I would I wouldn't I don't want him to be director anymore personally. Yeah, that they really uh definitely did something with Korg that was like a whoa moment. <laughs> it's like yeah. they're really uh definitely putting these more characters involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still also really enjoyed Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. I think. Oh yeah, no, she was actually she's... one of my probably my second favorite character, yeah. honestly. She um, like holds her own. She even does some of the comedy her what her own stuff oh, really well. I well, I love badass lady characters, man. Mm-hmm. Especially like in Valkyries are awesome. So like she definitely kills it as Valkyrie. And um, as far as like you know the thing is like yeah like Dark World and I think you're right. I think what happened was the Dark World was so serious. Like you know the first Thor you had that little bit of balance and. That's why I think I like it. And then Dark Lord, yeah, it's boring, and he just Thor is just straight faced the whole time. Like there's not comedy, there's no laughing. Like he is straight laced. I am king of Asgard, kind of stuff. And so it's like, okay, that's a little too much. And then like I think they sw- flipped the switch a little bit on this, going, yeah, well, let's add in some comedy because he was, you know, obviously he, especially in the Avengers movie and stuff, he was like the comedy relief. So, yeah, but there's a lot in there. Yeah, so it's like. Okay, you know, we're gonna throw him in this kind of a comedy type relief. That's fine. And then the thing, and so I think he saw the success of this and was like, people love this funny Thor. Well, and Marvel and Disney saw yeah, the thing. And bank. then like, you know, the fat Thor thing, like yeah. you know that people love that. They thought it was hilarious. And then they came back into this, and it's like 
I think maybe Taika was like, yeah, people like this. And then I think people do like it, but also I think there's a lot of people that are like, well, okay, like, yeah, I mean, we get the, the shtick. The, like, the shtick and the tone switching from, you know, the goofy comedy. Yeah, to I don't mind, like, series. the vibe that it had, like, the, you know, kind of 80s vibe. Like, I actually, I dig that. And that was my probably my favorite part about Ragnarok is this kind of, like, new age kind of, you know, light, bright and, like, shiny. Like, I, I, I dig that. Um, but, yeah, like, that's, you know, as, if we can start to move more towards, like, the original Thor, but keep, you know, keep... I do like the comedy, like, because, like I said, you know, like, the goats. Those are funny. That was going to be one thing I was going to bring up. How did everybody feel about the goat comedy? It was, it was funny. Because I, I, I laughed every time. <laughs> like, I did, too, but, like, oh, yeah, definitely by the end, I was like... Yeah. Okay, like we get it. They're loud, annoying. Like, ah! yeah. <laughs> they could have stopped after that certain part that I told you about yesterday. Yeah, if if five, you know, five or six times, I was like, okay, I'm still laughing, but like, you know, towards the end, I was like, okay, like, you know, we kind of get it, like, mm-hmm. um, but they, you know, that that was, you know, a chuckle. Like, I don't mind keeping stuff like that. It's just every like, I I just don't like when a movie takes something super serious that should be kind of serious, and then adds like a joke in. Whereas, like, towards the end, especially when you find out, like, the big kind of reveal on it, um, it's, you know, after that, then they go fight gore. So then it's just, like, sad moment, and then be like, but we have to do this. Like, you know, and that's why I think the maturity comes in, because Thor, when he's, like, by the bed, you know, and he's like, no, i got to go, you know. he it's, It's a very mature moment for him. He's saying, like, look... I'm not going to put anybody else in any danger. Like, I've gotten Korg pretty much killed at this point. <laughs> like, there's so much going on. He's like, I don't want to hurt anybody. And then so much of these lost. Yeah, yeah he, already. He's the, before so this. Yeah. Like, he's already lost his dad and his mom. Like, you know, and Loki is gone now. And kind of. Like, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> so it's like... You know, he has lost so much, and he's like, I don't want to put, like, you know, the things that I love in too danger anymore. Yeah. And I think that's adds good progression with, you know, Christian Bell's character, Who because... definitely did go through yeah, loss. Yeah, <laughs> and tor- towards the end, like, it actually is a good... Like I said, that's why I think it kind of balances it out a little bit, because, you know, he's... Whereas, like, uh, the end of Ragnarok, he's more of... He's in a different mindset, because he, he's kind of the unlike titled king. Yeah, he is leading the rest of Asgard, but not really. But also remember, right after Asgard is destroyed, that's when they then run into Thanos. Yeah, so it's like Hell, uh, Hella. Yeah. She, uh, you know, after like the end of Ragnarok and everything happens there, it's like yeah, you know, he lost his his civilization, mm-hmm. pretty much. And he lost his hammer, he lost his eye, he lost his kingdom. Yeah, so, like, they, he was in a whole different mindset. And like, so it kind of ends on a bleak, whereas this one's more of a next thing. And especially with, like, the cutscenes, like, yeah. there was a lot of potential there for some really great material coming out. And that's why I'm actually really excited for the next, you know, if they, if they decide they would go a certain route with, uh, you know, another Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I'm completely okay with it, because I think that there's potential there for a lot of growth and you know less comedy less kind of you know because i think what that he did with this was you know he takes all the segments of 
kind of being funny because he doesn't really know how to use his emotions. And so I think that actually is a good reasoning why there'd be so much comedy in these films is he's trying to, like, mask, you know. You know, people do that all the time. They try to mask all the terrible shit that they're feeling yeah, by trying I mean, to be funny. I mean, that's the why I say I personally can see it on his face and I, it, it's fine for me. But that, that's just me. Yeah. You have anything else to add there? Um, not really to add to that, but I will say that I'll just say the gore and the kids in the cage was probably one of my favorite scenes because that was, it was dark. When, when awesome. he creeped him out, I was getting like American Psycho yeah, that vibe. Was, that was awesome. I was just like, it's almost like they saw American Psycho and was like, hey, can you do some of that? I just love the shots. It's pitch dark and all you can see are his eyes. His, yeah, his, like, what are they, like gold yellow eyes? Orange, yeah, amberish. He's easily one of my favorite villains because there's so many scenes where it's not even just that scene like later on when you know like they go to like that planet and he just kind of opens up like they go into the shadows and just open up that portal and he just yeah. kind of just slowly just walks out and he's like he just saunters and he's super thin and it's just like you're very unsettling like really unsettling yeah he also seems to have like that power of like you know, actually like going into the shadows and just appearing in Yeah, well, that, that, that to me is actually was really cool. And, like, what made him such a threatening villain is because he could just, you know, if it was night, and I'm like, that's why the final fight is such a fight, is because they're on a place that's literally all shadows. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, we're actually having some issues. Which, the ending, you know, no spoilers thing, but, like, that was, I always thought, I thought that was really cool with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, when that when that sequence happened, I was like, I wasn't sure where you were leaning with that. Yeah, but, I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, I was just like, oh hey, this is for all the kids that are apparently here to be like, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm okay with that. Like, actually, as far as comedy, because it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was really funny, and that's that's the type of comedy I like. Like, it was cute enough that it was like, okay, this is actually a sweet moment, you know, and it's creating something, and even like the end, like that's why I said there's maturity in there from Thor because of what happens at the end with Gore and now he has much more responsibility yeah. that he has to take care of and like even like the ending was really cute like it was funny there there is however one thing that's very different in this involving Gore that's he can't have the symbiote because apparently yeah. in the comics he has Venom's yeah. symbiote That'd be for part of his blade well the, the that blade that. So essentially that blade, it was forged by Noel, the symbiote god. Huh. And yeah, it's basically, he lives on a planet that's made of symbiotes. Yeah. And yeah, they kept, so they kind of went a little bit different way with that. But you can kind of see like there was some symbiote type stuff in there with like the... I, fish feel, I, I feel like they kind of did that when with like the spider looking things that came out. I was yeah, like, damn it. Yeah, there's well, a little reference to Spider-Man. Not only <laughs> that... When they're all kind of trapped up, like I think you can see it in the trailer. Um, yeah, you can see like it looks like symbiote. Yeah, it, does. it kind of does. Kind of the roots and stuff that he's yeah. using. Yeah, a little bit. So like, there's potential. Like they might still bring that in because it's Sony. <laughs> yeah. Well, like think about it though. He's technically MCU canon now, right? Well, um, because that symbiote was left from. It was, but Sony still yeah. holds the official rights of Venom in Spider-Man, and there's supposed to be a Venom 3 in the works, so it's like, 
as long as Venom is making money and they're they can hold on to the yeah. property, they're gonna be like, well, we need to be able to do this, which you know, going by what they've done. So another Morbius. Yeah. Uh, until we lose the rights, you can't touch the symbiote. I wish they would lose the rights to Morbius. Yeah. I thought I, w- I wish they would have after Morbius came out. I wish they would have before Morbius came out. Because <laughs> I mean, we I already... can't get that time back. Yeah, <laughs> and it's only an hour and forty. <laughs> it's like Long my time. time is worthless, and it was still worth more than whatever that was. <laughs> uh, but so I also leaning into like. <clears throat> Also, a thing that I like that Ragnarok did that this continued is I really like the aesthetic, the production design and everything. Yeah. Well, like I said, that kind of 80s vibe. Yeah. That well, that, have. but also still kind of making it look somewhat traditional yeah. to what they would like. I mean, because that's why, though, like, Dark World has, like, that bad and vibe because it then just is so lifeless in color yeah sometimes. it's great like even the cover is great and i mean that's then my issue then with thor is like yeah i like the story and stuff but it's just another fish out of water the god is on earth woohoo yeah and now that we're actually in the plane of looking at all these things that are yeah. got they're supposedly godlike you could just really be creative so that's why i like the aesthetic of the later four movies now. See, and honestly, my, one of my biggest complaints about the the newest movie is the fact that we, you know, gore, like, is the fact that, like, we have so many good villains, and there's not many that return. I think Loki's really, as far as, like, singular villains, he's one of the few that actually have made it through. And it's like, yeah, you have so many good villains and potential, and, I mean... This is my problem with a lot of the movies, actually, is sometimes when there is a really good villain, you're just like, yeah, you're not going to see him again. You're just not. Like, you know, because a lot of these are nailed down stories within themselves. There's room for character development. They beat the bad guy. Done. Like, it's a very cut and dry. I mean, that's pretty much all comics, everything. Like, and that is kind of unfortunate um, that it's kind of set up like that. But... I mean, you know, like I said, there's potential, especially with, you know, the cutscenes and everything. There is potential for some cool stuff to happen, so. I mean, I did hear uh, our buddy Garen go like, well, that's there now. What what can you even do with that? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's a plane that I don't know, so maybe. I, it, it falls into that thing where you, we don't know anything unless it's in the comics. And I don't know if that is in the comics at all, so. Pretty sure it is. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> I wish I had Jake here. He's a comic nerd. <laughs> <laughs> or Aaron. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my definite only kind of negatives are like, yeah, I could feel like the tones weighing in and out, but, and I don't think it's as good and handled as well as Ragnarok, but I still overall. And people always start talking about phases, like this is phase four and stuff. The hardest part for me with including phases is we technically have movies in these phases that technically happened before. Like yeah. Black Widow technically happens after Civil War. Yeah. So that's why I, I try not to base it on phases anymore. Even TV shows now on Disney Plus, it's like they sometimes are taking place before other films that just came out. Yeah. Well, like, like you know... 
the thing with it though about this phase that I've seen is it doesn't really hasn't really done anything. Whereas like if you look at phase one, you know, you look at the first two movies, which was Iron Man and Incredible Hulk, there's the build up to Avengers and every like especially the cutscenes have been a build up to you know actual like potential for like the Avengers project. Yeah, I mean, and then, Iron Man was the first one where it was like Nick Fury coming in at the end saying Avengers, and everybody went ape shit because yeah, they're like, yeah. "Wait, what? If this is successful, we're actually doing this, and we've gone now ten years yeah. plus." And you know, so like, if you look at back at some of the phases, like it kind of leads up to you know up until like the Avengers, where the, the end of Avengers, everybody knows it's. Thanos kind of turned his yeah, head. That they're doing the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. So it's like, okay, so you have all this build up, and then even like, there's not even a letdown. Like, you see Thanos, you're like, okay, this is actually what I wanted to see. He's the biggest and best villain so far. Yeah, so it's like, all this stuff, yeah, we have these solo movies, but they're kind of lead. But this, as far as, you know, like you said, phases, there's not really been a whole lot. Like, it's been more of like leading on to like solo stuff, it seems like. Well, somebody I was talking with said that he feels that he's seen them leaning towards Secret Wars. I mean, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And there's even been now apparently leaks and stuff about Doctor Doom coming in now. So I'm like, so they're doing all these like very weird setups to the yeah. very weird and thing in the comics. That's so. my only thing is yeah, all this all this stuff, especially after a certain point, was like. It was leading to the next thing. Yeah. Like, and so you got to see little flashes of this and that and kind of everything. Like, I mean, even the end of Infinity Wars, maybe? Um, the one before Captain Marvel came in? Yeah. And, like, where it's, like, Fury falls and then you just see the logo. Yeah. Captain Marvel Captain logo. Marvel. So, like, see, like, <laughs> all that's been building up. But, like, the ending of these cutscenes, like... Even, like, the first and second ones, like, it's just, like, where, where are you going with this? Because that, that was always my biggest thing was, like, man, I want to see what's next. I want to see if they're going to introduce somebody or if there's something here or there. And, like, yeah, I'm just kind of, like, okay. Like, yeah, they've introduced people, but it's definitely, like, okay. Like, they're, what is that? They're introducing happen? more niche characters. Yeah, and adding in, which I knew that was going to happen because, yeah. I mean, you, you, you've done all of them. <laughs> you know, you've done the big ones, the big yeah. hitters. So now, yeah, you kind of start, got to start, and they're one by one falling off. Yeah, so you gotta, you gotta go somewhere with it. Well, even that though, like you know, you have like you couldn't just bring Thor into like I don't know, like if like Doctor Strange three, like it wouldn't be as exciting if just Thor was like, hey, you know, because it'd be like we've already been introduced. Yeah, you're not gonna get that same pop as a new character, you know. But the problem is like like for the you know we've already discussed Doctor Strange and it's been out a while. Um, like the cutscene for Doctor Strange, and it's just like that lady pops up. I'm like, who the fuck's that? <laughs> you know, like okay, like. So yeah, that was one question I asked him. I was like, so I didn't know who that was. She was just surely staring to me. Yeah. And he's like, oh well, she's actually the daughter of Dormammu. Yeah. And eventually, in one one issue, she actually ends up becoming Doctor Strange's wife. Yeah. So like, like, oh. <laughs> you know, that's cool, but it's like, what does that open up for the future? You know, you see, you see what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's my that's, only. That's, that's been my biggest issue. Yeah, like, I'm like, I, I just don't know what they're doing, and I hope it's leading to that something. they have a game plan. They know what they're doing. We just kind of got to go 
through some things. See, I think what they're doing is, yeah, we're getting all this little crap, like, they we're getting, you know, and I don't want to say little, but we're getting all these, like, singular stories within themselves, yada, 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 because they're building up, because we they've already announced Fantastic Four is the end of this. Yep. So, like, I think that's where the big shit's going to start coming in, is Fantastic Four. And obviously, we've already seen John Krasinski's Mr. Fantastic, yeah. so that's already a win. That's what I'm banking on. Like, all these other movies are... At opposed the, and, to the fact at the very end there's going to be a tease of Dr. Doom I actually think uh, maybe I just don't know who they would fight with their first round in I don't think well, uh, the the little bit that I've seen they're saying that Dr. Doom is supposed to be the next big baddie for everybody well what about Kang <laughs> maybe Kang will come in later <laughs> I don't know I'm there's so many other villains that they can work with Black there's almost too many <laughs> yeah as far as big ones, Blackus. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a weird thing when it came to like that, uh, what was that? That statue? Yeah. yeah the I was silhouette. Like, I was just like, huh, that kind of looks like Galactus I, almost. I, I leaned over and I said that to Nick. I, I was like, that kind of looks like Galactus. I would have jumped I was like, out of my seat. <laughs> what if yeah. this is like the opening for Galactus? And then like at the end of it, it's just like you just see like a four or something. I would be like, <laughs> He's not going to be a cloud this time. Like, there's definitely wasn't, like, a pop. See, the thing with this, the last two films we watched have had big pops. Yeah. And that was Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man popped. We all know why the Spider-Man pops. When the other Spider-Man came in, it was just like, yeah, everybody was, like, jumping and freaking out. Nostalgia. And then Doctor Strange, when Professor Xavier came yep. in. And John Krasinski, I remember I screamed when John Krasinski <laughs> came on the screen. No, like, no I, I know. Yeah. So much excitement because we're getting what we want, you know? And it's like, yeah, like, that was cool, but, like, there was not a scene in this movie, unfortunately. Like, there was nothing where I went, oh, like, you know, like, it's like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, I laughed at, like, the Melissa McCarthy thing, but, yeah. like. They, they brought back the reenactors with Matt Damon and Sam Neill. Yeah, that was I was, was like, awesome. hey, here's your redemption that for was Jurassic awesome. Dominion. Oh, man. So, that was great. I mean, that was, to me, that was pretty funny. Um. But other than that, like, I mean, there was not really a big, like, jump up down kind of moment. Um, I would say they were probably more emotional than the last two movies. I would yeah. say, well, maybe not Spider-Man, but I'd say there's more emotion than, like, Doctor Strange. Yeah. But, yeah, there definitely wasn't, like, a pop moment. But, I mean, the pop moments, like, that's not every movie, you know, so. If I'm thinking in my head right what has been phase four... I'm pretty sure I'd be saying that my top two favorites would be Spider-Man No Way Home and this Thor. Because everything else has been kind of like, eh, to, well, that was entertaining, but I'm still slightly confused. I liked a lot of stuff in the Doctor Strange, but as opposed to, as opposed to this, like, I actually had a lot more fun time probably with this. Because mm-hmm. um, I noticed a lot of Doctor Strange, I was kind of like, okay, they're just traveling, you know. Um... But I don't know, like I, you know, and Wakanda Forever comes up then. Yeah. So. And that, but then that's that's been the next thing with these is like I could feel differently about these when the giant plan is actually revealed, and then everything actually makes more sense. Yeah, you're like okay, all so, these characters coming, you know. I think Blade comes out before Fantastic Four, right? I, I think, think so. Because so. I think because um, we're not obviously getting Fantastic Four this year; it's next year. Yeah. But I know the last movie of this year is probably Wakanda Forever. Yeah, Wakanda sure. Forever is going to be the 
And then after that, I think is played. Well, he's already been kind of mentioned in something. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's, and, and you know, I'm I'm intrigued. I know that Wakanda Forever, I would be putting money down that it's going to be the biggest grosser out of all of these because. Of, oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. of, no, of how big hell, the first one was, and they then have even stated that this is supposed to be all dedicated to Chadwick Boseman. Now, the only thing that I see that has potential is Spider-Man. Spider-Man has potential to give it at least a run for its money. Um, What's Spider-Man, though? No Way Home. Well, I mean, yeah, but uh, Black Panther, though, it just has connection to so many people. And I'm like, and you already have, like, people that didn't even know about Black Panther that have now become giant Black Panther fans. And then he's got, like, the other giant... You know, people coming in and stuff. I, I doesn't matter what quality it is. I'm still saying Wakanda Forever is gonna be the highest grossing this year. Of all the films, or just I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be the highest grossing film of the year. I would not be shocked. Yeah, I mean, and with it being that they've said it's technically dedicated to Chadwick Boseman, that has me going. You're setting yourself up for something to be like really being over. Or are you going to honor this person too much and not develop? Yeah. I just hope that they fix the CGI. That's all I care about. (laughs) That was one of my biggest complaints about that movie is just the CGI was just... In some parts, I was like, I'm going to have a... Be like, throw up. I'm going to throw up because it's just hurting my eyes to look at. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. It's a great... It's a good movie. And I think that scene would have been better. Like I said, if they would have fixed the CGI just a tad bit... It's that purple is what gets me. Like, it just messes with my eyes. It took me back to Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Um, but it that, is better than Morbius' CG. Yeah. I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> they used a digital copy from the early 2000s for that. Yeah. Awful. Um, yeah, uh, but I feel like we've kind of, without going into some spoilers, I think we've probably covered how we've yeah. overall felt about Thor, so... Kind of now going to wrap this up into our final rating. Uh, I'm going to say Damon, you first. Um, I think I would give um, Love and Thunder probably a B minus. Mm-hmm. It's leaning. It's definitely a low B minus. Like it's going into like C plus territory. But I don't. I don't think it's you know awful. It's just I do have my complaints about it. But overall, like you know, I think what really brings the score up for me the most is you know Christian Bale. Like he just absolutely killed it and. Yeah. Nick. Um, as I said, I think without Gore, this would have been an absolutely not a good movie for me. I don't, I don't think out of the four Thor movies, it falls third to me. I would take Ragnarok than the first one, and I would put it barely above Dark World. I just thought there was a serious lack of plot in this movie. I think that the build-up to it, especially after Ragnarok, it just did not meet expectations to me, and I think it's not going to make as much of the box office. Um, I would give it a C-. minus. Well, obviously out of us three, I think I felt like I enjoyed this just a little bit more. Uh, I personally think it's way, way better than Dark World, and I like it slightly more than the first Thor, um, if I'm comparing it to the other ones. And I mean, I just can't help that the comedy just seems to work with me, and I get into it, and I personally still find that there's a lot of development with the characters. It's just not being 
upfront about it. It's trying to be a little bit more subtle, and I appreciate that. Yeah, the tonal things don't... It feels like it clashes a lot, and yeah, Christian Bale, to me, definitely stole the whole thing, and he's probably in my top ten of the MCU, maybe even top five of the MCU films. It just left like a lot of like oh wait you brought this really cool villain and apparently now we're going this way um, but I'm I'm personally going to give it a B plus if we're going by phases it's not better it's certainly not better than No Way Home it's still my favorite of this phase um, but I can't help that I just laughed a whole lot I would, take, time. I would take Doctor Strange over that any day Doctor Strange just had me feeling just too weird at the end about I don't know what's going on. And like I said, my opinion might change when And then the like, crowd too. That shocked me. I'm I'm telling you right now. Yeah, that was Doctor Strange wow. was packed. That well, the yesterday was I think it was maybe half full. I was kinda of shocked. I think I And I you know, I granted I I'll give it the thing is maybe it was the showtime, but I always you know, six o'clock usually is like one that's yeah. always packed, but I've never been on a Friday night to something that half-assed for Marvel. Yeah. I was shocked. I was I was really kind of confused. On. I still have a feeling that a lot more people went to the Thursday, and there was a lot more when we were leaving. Yeah, we when we did, you know, that's why I said, you know, I'll give it, you know, it's fairness on that. Maybe we just pick the showtime that people could go to or something, um, because there was a lot of people when we left coming in. So there was potential to have bigger show times, and who knows? Right before us, they could have been packed, but I don't, I don't think so. Um, but they had a ton of show times, yeah, so like and, and it being as uh, spaced out makes sense. Let's also not forget the fact that this is the first Marvel movie in the MCU to have the PG rating for brief nudity, because yeah. you got to see all the backside of Chris Hemsworth at one point, and that drove a lot of people crazy. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I, know, I was maybe, sitting up there, I was like that's maybe a sign of, you know, the maturity of this MCU though. There's definitely a lot we of also, uh, we also technically did have a sex scene in Eternals. <laughs> so now we got this. Eternals like, started it all, baby. We'll always remember that about Eternals. Be like, hey, our audience is much older. We can actually do some more well, shit so like Think this. about it. Think about the people who started watching these films, the ones that continue to go. Yeah, like, they, they were kind of kiddie-type films. You know, they have a little serious tones here and there, but, like, they were very much geared toward kids. But think about it. If you started watching it when you were 10, you're over 20 years old now. Like... Some of us are in our 30s. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> even if you started watching them as, like, a young teenager, like, I saw I think Iron Man came out when I was, like, 12 or something. So, okay. like... Oh, 2008. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I was literally a young teenager when the first one came out. I'm like... Yeah, so now I'm, you know, almost 30 myself. It's like, yeah, so I think they realized these people that are coming to pay to see these films, yeah, we don't necessarily need to attract crowds anymore. People are going to come see the film. So we need to, you know, as far as, like, moving towards a movie, like, yeah, they can start to be a little more mature because the people that are coming watching it, and they can still, you know, there's still enough in there that a kid could go watch it, you know, Mostly any kids, like, well, they'd be like, haha, there's a butt, you know. Yeah. Well, because Deadpool is going to be the first one that's going to be rated R, yeah. technically under MCU. So, I can't wait for that. Yeah. 
Um, but guys, thank you for once again being here and sharing your thoughts. Because you know what, we're we're all slightly a little different here. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Yeah, we're not all just like, hey, we are robots. We are all the same. Yeah. I'm copying no. you and you. <laughs> um, but you know, I we we're definitely still excited. You know how you talked about the trailers? I heard someone say they don't even need to show the trailers really anymore. They should just show this movie this date. They'll still make bank yeah. <laughs> if they don't even show anything. That's where I think people is. might actually like that if they did that with one or two films. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Be like, show me nothing, and then or like, like if they if like for like you know another Spider-Man movie, if all they did was like open up a black screen and then you just see like a web shoot by and he flies by, people see, would be I, freaking I could, out. I could see that for some like in Spider Verse. Yeah, which I can't wait for that. Just be like, or he just pops up. He's like, "Hey, everybody!" And just like <laughs> jump, like flies off. People would lose their thing and just be like, "Yeah, just put a date up." Yeah, and I then maybe that. later release the name. Yeah, and just yeah, that, people would go that's see all. It. That's all Marvel needs to do to make bank. Yeah, but I think what they have this idea in their head that it's like, okay, well, we need to, you know, show people like the villain because you know, for sometimes if someone doesn't like a character too, though. A villain, you know, there's probably a lot of people who saw the trailers for this was like, I don't like this comedy shit, like, you know. But then they're like, wow, Christian Bale's in it, and he looks really fucking menacing. Okay, I might go check this out, you know. So, I think a lot of that, like, picks up the pieces. Like, you have the Marvel fans that are going to go for every single Marvel movie now. And then you have people that are still kind of see one every once in a while. You want to draw them towards it, right? You want to pick up all that because a movie doesn't make a billion dollars just by, you know, happens chance. You want to bring in people to come watch a movie. And sometimes, yeah, you have to have, you know, so that's why they release the trailers. Yeah, I, I know. But I, 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 get I, still, I still think that they could just show the name, the date, and they'll make that. See, that's what I say about Jordan Peele's films. Yeah. He doesn't need trailers, okay? Actually, with his, it would make sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like... It's a perfect example because you know not, none of his trailers show anything, and there are all the hidden meaning stuff, and he shows nothing in his trailers. Well, see, that's why Nope is. I'm really excited for Nope because at first I was like, okay, it's an alien movie. He's not going to show anything, but then this last trailer was. Yeah, they definitely show should. everything, and it's like, no, 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 no. There's something different. There's something weird going on because. I- I, it's like, I don't know if I should take this trailer 100% or not. <laughs> exactly. Well, because there's a clip that I pointed out to Nick, and I pointed out to you, too, where he goes, uh, so you guys are going to tell me, what did you see in that cloud? He's like, not what you think. And, like, I'm thinking, that's saying, it's not UFOs, you fucking idiots. Like, it's not aliens. Like, you think it is, it's going to be something completely... This, the movie's, like, you know, and it might be aliens. And if it is, I'm still there for aliens. Like, I don't care. Like, either way, I'm excited. So it's like... Don't matter anything, but yeah, he's cryptic like that. It's like, what if the aliens are the hidden meaning? Yeah, oh, they probably are. No, it's. Um, but that—that's also one thing I was going to say is that that's also going to be a next day review is happening because I know that's another big one for us. Personally. I can't wait. That's two yeah. weeks. Yep, twenty second. I am so excited. Um, but other than that, guys, hope that you enjoyed this review and. Please subscribe and share it to everybody. Uh, from me, Ian Guy Loco. Uh, Nigger's Chicken. Oh my god. Damon the Gobbler Anderson, who turned into a turkey. <laughs> uh, 
see you guys next time.